Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Quiet Mind podcast. This is Robert, your host. I'm coming to you from Sedona, Arizona. And welcome. If you haven't been here before or listened to the podcasts, uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing and sharing. Also, just one other thing, you can check out the video collection that I have on YouTube. It's called A Quiet Mind TV. So let's get right into it. Well, everyone, here I am once again to remind you of your true nature, who you really are. And one of the key elements here is an interesting question that I had recently saw pop up on the old interwebs. And the question was, what are good practices to see through the illusion of separation? Now, in essence, this is a little, quote-unquote, advanced, okay? Because some people don't understand even what that question means. So let's break it down. They're in Buddhism and also Hinduism and, you know, some other philosophies and practices There's a concept that everything that we see here in this physical plane, in this material existence, you know, everything from a box of uh, AA batteries all the way to, you know, the uh, sun (laughs) and everything in between, right? Ourselves too, the body, the mind, the thoughts, the emotions, the feelings, all of these are illusions, right? And then, of course, the first thing that we say is, yeah, right, (laughs) That this is real, this is physical, this is all happening here right in front of me, right? I have responsibilities, I have to take care of my family, I have to take care of my body, I have to take care of my pet, I have to take care of, you know, the needs and wants and desires, all these things are real. You know, try try telling my uh, mortgage company that they're an illusion when they want their uh, uh, payment, <laughs> okay? So we know that's a that's a pretty big hurdle to get over, the fact that this is an illusion. But it's interesting to be able to run through these things and just discuss them, right? What does that really mean? This is all just a dream. And sometimes it's people say it in in a way to be able to let go of maybe some of the anxiety that they're feeling or anger or frustration or even if they've been hurt in a conversation or someone has said something that's rude you know they're going to tell themselves all it's it's just an illusion you know really all of it is really just love and bliss and happiness and i'm going to go into my happy place and i'm going to create this uh this uh energy of uh, love and understanding and compassion and the thing is that it's not a joke and these things aren't untrue They are part of the practice, but until one really has the, you know, the pop, the, the understanding for themselves of what the true nature is, all of this really is just kind of, you know, it doesn't feel real. (laughs) Speaking of illusion, those concepts or ideas are just that they do not feel real. And then there's the other part of this, which is this, uh, separation, and in that uh, separation, this is kind of just a, just a real rough, a rough idea of what that is. There's this concept that we're all connected. And we all say that we're all one. We're all one of the uni- with the universe. We're all uh, one being, one energy, one source. 
and that this source is the loving awareness that holds all things that are illusory, (laughs) illusory, right? And so we're working with two things that there are to us at, at one point in our understanding or our practice or our journey, whatever you want to call it, are simply words. They really don't have any uh, solid context within our experience. These are just words. These are just concepts. These are just uh, ideas that we're uh, you know, juggling with and throwing around and using to maybe bypass our, really, our real feelings. So that being said... Um, we understand now what the illusion is that all physical and material things in their essence are empty in emptiness and that we are not separate from all of these things that are occurring and arising in this experience. Okay. But those things of the material nature and also the emotional nature our th- thoughts, feelings, desires, consciousness, these things too are empty. But the other thing is, is they certainly are there. I- I- I'm standing on a planet, <laughs> right? I- I'm wearing a shirt. Um, this is, these are not illusory, are they? They're here, they're physical, they're happening. Oh, wait, no, I'm creating it with my mind. Because oh, all things are uh, at a somatomic level of energy that are coming into form because I'm participating in the uh, the concept that there are chairs on my porch right now and there's wood and I know what wood is and it's holding everything up. So I am busy, bu- busily right now, you know, recreating all of these things that are around me with my mind. I'm, I'm part of of everything that is being created in creation, right? So, yeah, that's that's great. That's cool. I get it. Um, but how how is that how is that helping me to um, see through the illusion of separation? How is it helping me that I now have a concept that I'm creating reality? So, mm, I'm not too sure if that's really very helpful. And here's so here's what I've found. One of the things was I I learned how to meditate a long time ago. And I went through a lot of different ways to meditate, a lot of dogmas, a lot of modalities, a lot of ancient practices, uh, very complicated, complex, that actually were in organizations that had levels, uh, you know, that you you would go up in levels of your understanding, etc., right? So basically, what I discovered was this magic of just sitting quietly, Okay, just just sitting down wherever. No big deal. Didn't have to be a temple. Didn't have to be a a padded room. (laughs) So I I could shield myself from the world and all the sounds and everything that were coming up around me that were distracting my quiet place. So, okay, yes, trudging year after year of doing this and not giving up. I had some insights and I can share those with you. It doesn't mean that these will be your insights or mine or right or wrong. These are just things that the insights that came to me during this practice of forcing myself to sit still. And I was born 
I don't know, some kind of crazy rabbit creature. When I was little, I just couldn't sit still. I was running around everywhere, had to be busy. I was visiting with everybody. I was always at the principal's office at school because I was just so busy and so animated, right? And to the idea of sitting still for me when I was younger was, okay, yeah, that's what's called sleep, <laughs> right? Okay, so now I'm sitting still, I'm laying down, I'm asleep. That's sitting quietly. So years go by, and I had some some tr teachers that taught me how to be able to meditate, and that's where it started for me. I started to realize that, yes, I, I could sit down, I could go inward, and I could experience these um, thoughts and feelings, emotions, etc., but I wasn't really taught how to sit quietly. And I can talk at, at length at how I sit quietly, but that's that's really what I think we should do. We should we should learn how to sit quietly, wherever that is. And that doesn't mean that we need to produce a, a quiet space. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it doesn't mean that we need to have absolute silence to be able to experience and have our aha moment that really there's a part of us that is simply a quiet awareness, okay? That's the simplest way to put it. Krishnamurti calls it a silent witness, you know? It's called the true nature. It's called a lot of different things. But what, what it is is this, this direct experience of knowing, wow, all along there's this part of me right? And oh yeah, we'll get into how me doesn't exist, but that, you know, eh. <laughs> okay. There's this part of me that is actually um, just watching quietly. And like I have said before, and I, I just, but I think this really is a great point that it's important to remember that this aspect of the this consciousness that we have is always on all the time it never stops 24 7 365 whatever to infinity and beyond <laughs> right this this is a gift that we have all of us have this gift and one of the ways that we can experience it is simply bringing our attention to anything washing your dishes uh listening to the birds outside uh sitting sitting down in a in a meditative posture as well and just watching your breath come in and out of your body it's very simple and it's not about like i said before not about producing a quiet mind or producing a quiet space this is all about becoming aware of everything that already exists right now in this consciousness so that's one thing one of the other things that I think is a good practice for uh, breaking through this illusion of separation is going out in nature or going for a walk. And I know some people can't do this, but I highly recommend it. One of the ways of getting out there in nature and being able to have this ability to break through that illusion is the, the, the power of concentrating on the sound that your footsteps are making. That's it. It's really simple. Go out when you're walking Listen to the sound that your feet are making when you're walking, okay? If you can't do that, if you can sit outside somewhere, it's really simple. Just listen to the, the sounds that are around you and don't label them, but bring your attention to each of these sounds individually as you can. 
and focus on them. Don't label, just listen. Sure, thoughts are going to come up, things are going to come up, that's okay. Gently bring yourself right back to um, you know, list, just listening, okay? The other thing is this, uh, the idea of being able to forgive and forget. To, to not hold on to having enemies, quote-unquote, and that ability to be able to just let down the guard that you have around protecting yourself mentally uh, with someone that maybe you need to forgive, that you, that you need to process that for yourself. Because when we're being uh, in that place of where we're not forgiving someone, <laughs> right, or some entity or whatever it is that we need to forgive that we're holding on to, we very subtly have created a barrier. It's as simple as this. There's a wall between me and that person, okay? That's it. Then we're talking about the um, the illusion of separation and these kind of concepts actually help to instill that or to empower that um, modality, that way of thinking. So work on forgiveness. Um, and then also work on fostering compassion. And this is easy to do. It's, it's called meta meditation. Maybe you've heard of it before. So yeah, I'm throwing a lot of different things out there. I'm no purist, really. Um, whatever works, right? So look into it. Google it. Um, very basically, this is what it is. You can take people that you're having trouble with during your meditation practice, and you simply picture them being happy, well, and safe, and healthy. You, you, you sit there and you picture them in perfect light and health with a smile on their face and happy. Try it. It's very, very interesting. Uh, you might don't want to start with people that you don't have too much of a problem with right now, but but that really helps in breaking down those walls of separation, being me and that guy, right? Other thing is fostering this empathy and understanding that everyone is fighting the same battle as you are, but there are some people that are, it's even harder for them. They have more difficult things happening in their life that we can't even imagine. Struggles, traumas, health issues, relationship issues, job issues, empathy really helps break down those barriers of believing that we're separate from someone else. We're, we're no longer in our little cocoon, in our little silo, suffering alone. We understand that out there, everyone is suffering. Okay? That's pretty simple. That's another way to break down that, that uh, illusion of, separate, of separateness. So this, you know, kind of breaking of the, the mental bonds... They uh, nurture these aspects of separation or emotions, and that uh, creates this uh, mental separation. Okay, I'm going to turn the page in my notebook now. Okay, so here's some good points too. Hanging, hanging on to anger and resentment uh, and hostility, uh, being judgmental, holding a grudge, having a problem with people uh, that are the racial, you know, sexual orientation, social status, financial status, holding these these concepts inside of yourself in in being it's, it's a me and them type of mentality. Obviously, you know, is not going to help you when you're working through breaking those bounds and, and the uh, the illusion of being separate. If you're segregating other people because of whatever, you know, that they're different from you. In creating these differences, 
what we're doing then is again reinforcing the wall that there that there is me and the rest of them so work on understanding if you have these kinds of judgments based upon people's social status their sexual orientation uh, their race their religious belief their political beliefs and uh whatever you know anything that that you believe that when you observe it makes you feel that you are different than that person. Work on breaking down those walls. That really, really helps a lot. And use that again in your focusing, in your practice. So that practice is to bring in and, you know, cook cook these things, you know. As, as you're observing things that are arising within you where you see that you're creating this separateness between yourself and others, as that's cooking, become aware of it. And in that moment, you can picture having empathy and compassion for people that you are struggling with in just pure acceptance. Okay? Because otherwise we are creating division. And in creating that mental division, we are not going to be able to break down that feeling of separateness unless we learn how to accept people for who they are and what they are. That doesn't mean that, you know, <laughs> it's going to be easy. This is a really, it can be a very difficult thing. And that's why we call it practice. <laughs> okay? So, there's this separateness that we create too. There are those who deserve our love and those who don't deserve our love. Again, if you're looking at really being able to knock this wall down that's something you gotta you gotta get real on you have to realize that you are you are withholding your love and compassion for others that are not on your list okay so it's all up to you it just depends i've always said how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go if you want to continue this is a major hurdle okay so that would mean loving your enemy I know it's an old one, but it's a good one. So um, people who have hurt us, right? We've been hurt by them. So we can either hold on to that little hot coal and, 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 and blow on it and get it, get it even hotter inside of ourself, inside of our belly, inside of our heart, or we can decide to let it go and set it down. And it's a process, people, okay? <laughs> I don't expect that you're going to be able to do this immediately right now but if that is what you want to do, if you do want to experience that, that oneness with everyone and everything, you may have to go through this process. Of course, there are other ways where none of this need be done at all. But those kind of podcasts are very short. <laughs> okay, the caveat with that is remember to use your wisdom here. If you're in an abusive relationship or a dangerous relationship... You don't want to bypass those, you know, things that are occurring in your life and sugarcoat it and, and, and you know, go jump right into, well, I'm just going to send them love. You know, use discernment. <laughs> okay? Thanks. So if we, can, if we can imagine this space that we live in, the blackness, the thing that's holding the stars and the planets and everything... If we can imagine that, and I, like, a, like a cup, like a container, 
it's really easy to see that everything and everyone is being held in one, quote unquote, endless void of nothing. <laughs> okay, so that that energy that's holding everything, we're, we're starting to begin to understand it more. And I'm, and I'm not a scientist and I'm not going to do this pseudoscience thing. Um, but I am going to say that there is space there. I know it's true. And it has this ability to be able to hold everything. My direct ineffable experience of that was that this this had an intelligence and awareness. Okay? And that is the true nature of us. Okay? It's this loving awareness and this intelligence that's actually holding everything. And I always love to use the, the yin and the yang symbol, you know, with the black and the white, the two things that look like the fishes, that that you got to imagine those elements of what we would call light and dark moving within that circle. And that circle that's holding it, okay, is that loving awareness. And it's holding it and allowing everything here to just do its thing, right? Because you know, as you know, equal opposite reactions. Without light, we can't have dark. Without dark, we can't have lightness, etc. Right? And in understanding the big picture, which is the ineffable moment that uh, this this type of practice may um, instill in you this uh, ability to be able to understand and grasp that in a way that you can't explain. <laughs> right? So this is what we would call like a self-realization, right? Seeing the true nature of all things and all beings. So what we need to do is kind of start with the easier stuff, right? Uh, to, um, to, to love and connect with the others that are not the others, you might want to start small. This may sound crazy, but you might want to start with like a, a house plant or a a hamster or something like that, if you're having trouble being able to express like this unconditional love with more complex beings like humans, just start with something small. And I'll say this, I think that, you know, dogs are really wonderful examples of unconditional love. And it's one of my opinions that they're actually here to, to show us that. And, and that that kind of relationship and connection, I think, is is a really good starting point for us. You know, start with a house plant, start with something small, work your way up, and uh, because it's a little bit easier for us to unconditionally love a puppy, right? Uh, we can make the jump to um, the humans uh, when we feel a little more comfortable, right? And uh, you know, just small critters, kittens, babies, things like that. Uh, the other thing that I think really helps is to just understand our mind a little bit more. The the thinking, the thoughts, the ideas, and the concepts that create separation. So we have to understand the conditioning there that's uh, been around a long time since we were little kids, that we learned that we were a separate entity, that there was I, me, and mine. And I talk about that uh, in um, some of my writing that I do where we learned how to look in the mirror and understand as a baby that we existed and that reflection that we were seeing that was us, the body, you know, and then, then we start to, our brains start to develop and we believe that we are a Robert, right? So there's the, the concept of 
I, me, and mine that is there. And we can say, you know, uh, I'm white and this car expresses the real me and this cat is mine, you know, just things like that. And work on how you are identifying uh, with your body as the me, mine, and I, the, the self, right? Uh, and understanding that this really is just simply a vessel that uh, this energy is moving into, you know, and the consciousness is being manifested through the, you know, meat wad in the head that we have that's saying, hey, you are you, that's Robert, this is mine, that's yours, okay? These things are really, they're concepts. I, I know it sounds crazy, but it really is a concept. And that's not to minimize the fact that there is this Robert that is doing stuff. It's just a different perspective. And in understanding this perspective that really what Robert is, is a concept or an idea, once again, it, it's piercing that veil that I am separate. So one of the illusory things is the concept of a separate Robert that is in my head alone, my idea that I am something or someone. Okay, turning the page again. So here's the other thing that I look at that's pretty interesting. This is in, it's in Buddhism, it's in Hinduism too, and I, I find it very fascinating that the thoughts that we're having, like the things that are around us, are it, it's impermanent. Those thoughts are impermanent, as this body is impermanent, as this moment is, as everyone and everything that exists in space and quote-unquote time, it's all impermanent. That means that that everything is, is in a process of becoming nothing, because that's going back to the true nature of everything. The things arising from the no thing, okay? And what we can do is we can learn to observe our mind, okay? Become a watcher. Go beyond the physical material bonds of who I think I am. And this power that we have to be able to listen, to listen to everything that's around us is an incredible tool. I just want to reiterate that again for being single-minded of purpose, the power of listening deeply. You can also practice watching your breath. Just simply sitting, watching how your breath comes in and out of your body. And that's something that, you know, I've taught before that I have some uh, podcasts about that, but really it's just simple. Get out there and explore, right? Look, look at the different types of meditation that are there. And don't even call it meditation. You don't have to call it that because that has all kinds of connotations, right? This, you know, the, 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 the monk sitting there in the temple on the mountaintop for years and years and years, not moving a muscle, straining to really get the truth, right? That's a lot of hard work. And of course it is. Anything worthwhile takes hard work. Just remember that. And for those of you that it just drops in on, fantastic. I support you 100%. The rest of us, we might have to work at it a little bit harder, right? And remember, we're not broken. There's nothing really here that needs to be fixed, but we can we can improve upon our uh, perception of the quote-unquote illusion and how we fit into that. We can do things to improve our quality of life, <laughs> okay? So, this reality can be pictured as a dream, 
This mind can be pictured as a dream. So you could, even if you want to, you could pray to see all things as a mirage. That might help you in breaking through this all being as solid and real and important as it is. Now, I'm not discounting the fact that everything that's happening here is absolutely beautiful and amazing, and I totally am attracted to it, and I, you know, that I don't love guitars and cars and drum sets and great music and going to clubs, and, you know, I've got a life. I'm a, I'm a human. I'm a, I'm a person, right? The other side of that is I'm not. I'm none of those things, and all of these things are just coming and going, right? What What power... <laughs> does that give me in imagining that this is not real? Okay, so it's something beyond that. At first, it's going to start out as a concept. And yes, there are people that, like I said before, they're using it as a way to escape, to not face the quote-unquote reality of whatever their uh, life is right now and where it's at. So that's that's the cautionary tale there. That, yeah, none of it's real, and yeah, it's all real. So, basically what's going on here as I turn it back is this finding a way to be able to rest in this, to um, stabilize in this experience, and not disassociating from it in by creating some kind of a, a a concept that it's not real therefore i can disassociate from it to a point of where i am no longer actively engaged in actually breaking through the illusion that's the difference the at pointing and saying this is an illusion is one thing being able to push through that illusory concept well, actually, as everything goes, bring you right back to where you started. Okay? Yeah, what happens? So you wake up. So you're enlightened. So you're self-realized. Now what? <laughs> wow, I, uh, you know, now, oh, yeah, everything is still the same. But it's not, right? There's this perception that, well, nothing has really changed. Everything is still the same. Everyone is still the same. But... What happens is the magical transformation of how one is perceiving all of this and how much attachment that you actually have to it that would create things that we would call anxiety, frustration, fear, anger, resentment, etc. It's to be able to find that way to break through that illusory you know, experience that you're having into something that goes out in infinite ways. That is who you are, the truth of who you are, this energy that is infinite, right? This can't be separate from everything because it's in everything and everything is in it. It's impossible for us to be separate. But I could say this all day long, but these are the practices and some of the practices and thoughts and ideas and concepts that I've had that allow me to be able to keep going through this life in this journey and this illusion and finding that stability here and that rest in this experience. Thank you so much for listening. Write to me, Robert at A Quiet Mind, if you have any questions. 
And thanks again for supporting this podcast and my mission and passion in life.